0: <laughs> i just i love i love a little beatbox yes. i love a little beatbox hello everybody hello welcome it's the beauty arkeo your fashion history comedy podcast broadcasting live at the Line hotel here on full service radio in washington dc um i have some news for you oh i am your host professor Noir Yes. yes, that's me. I have some news for you. Um, Mundy is away for the week. She is handling some emergency human things because Mundy is a human. They are always, you know, trying to make the world a better place. So they are putting on their superhero costume and saving the day right now. Um, but since they're gone, I have a very special guest. One of my dear friends, my new Emily. <laughs> yeah, you're my assistant. Yes. but. You're literally you're literally. Um, and when you became my assistant, I was like, I'm gonna start calling you Emily. Um, welcome. Introduce yourself. My name is Chaz Sonique. Chaz Sonique yes. on the one to yes. the two. Ooh. Ooh, there's oh, a plus. I get an applause. There's an the applause. Yeah, stuff. I feel so special. I'm so excited. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for this those Oscar. Are my, those are all my fans. <laughs> <laughs> all of all my fans. fans. <laughs> um, question. So I was getting showered and um, I put on the Aveda um, microdermabrasion scrub on my face um, because I want beautiful skin. And as I was rubbing the beautiful you know, abrasions and, like, scrubbers into my skin, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I have never asked you what your preferred pronouns are.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well,
0: I know. You're like, where is
1: this yeah, going? I, like, I thought you were about to ask me about my beard routine. I was like, I don't have one. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, yet. Not yet. Uh, as far as my pronouns go, uh, he, him. Uh-huh. But most of the time, I really don't care. Okay. Um,
0: You're like me. I don't yeah, really care. I don't really
1: care. But, like... If you want to get like official pronouns to people who are new, uh-huh. uh, he, him, but she, they, I'll, I'll even answer to it. You
0: know what's interesting? It almost makes you think of a difference between gender non-binary and gender fluid. Right. And I feel like we are probably gender fluid. Very gender fluid. As opposed to non-binary, where there are specific... Pronouns and terms that you would like to refer to yes. to really show that non-binary sense, right? But we don't mind walking through extremes of both genders, exactly. So,
1: and it honestly depends on the moment in time because there are times where a
0: moment like this. I'm pulling
1: a very butch look or very, and I'm like, yes, yeah. But if I'm pulling very thin look. I want to be addressed definitely. Yeah. or so.
0: like this look where you look like you're a cast member on a different world, circa like late late like early 90s like the later part of the seasons yes like early 90s like 94 95 i was
1: barely alive
0: like you're still doing ne- like you do neo soul you're like in the early roots of neo soul <laughs> yes. right now
1: it's the dress to the side like you
0: would yeah like you would live like after college you would live in a loft in harlem Ooh, you know what i mean but like somehow you would never get robbed but it would still be dangerous in your neighborhood but you would have like nice shit so like
1: anacostia now <laughs> yeah like you would
0: have like a random purple chair for no reason you know, like a purple velvet chair. Very accurate to my blonde beechwood floors. You know, white walls. Yeah. Harlem, you know. Harlem, very Harlem. Very Harlem. <laughs> that says Harlem, purple chairs. Like <laughs>
1: purple chairs, Harlem. Harlem.
0: <laughs> this is the closet clean <clears throat> section of this show, everyone, because <laughs> I have a lot of clean zero. Right now my closet is very clean. My physical closet. I'm very excited about that.
1: What about your your emotional closet? My emotional
0: closet is like always a process. Uh huh. But thank you for asking. Of course. That's very sweet of you. Of course. Like you're so you're so beautiful. Oh, I know. It's lovely to be told something you already know. It's lovely for people to state the obvious. Thanks for the affirmations. Thanks for the affirmations. Um, no, I. <laughs> um my emotional closet is very good right now though thank you for asking um my physical closet is also very clean yeah the shoes are put away yes closet. my couture is like stuffed into a corner right now but nonetheless hung up
1: okay i was like i need another
0: i need another apartment my couture is getting out of control (laughs) It's because i always want a new dress like every week and it's so easy to order fabric and then like a beautiful designer to just make things for you Facts, you know, it's really hard. It's really difficult. There's some
1: struggle in life right now for you.
0: There is. So speaking of closet clean, there are some really cool things that have happened in society. Okay. Um, one of which, Lil Nas, Lil Black Gay Nas, keep going, keep going. Country Country Music Singer. I am not the biggest fan of Lil Nas's music, right? I will say, but I'm not a fan of a lot of artists, but I do respect their work and I will greatly appreciate them. And like, if I ever met him, I would shake his hand. And give him his dues because he has definitely done something really amazing. And so Lil Nas became the first openly gay artist to win a country music award. Yes. A bl- young black queer person did well, that. Like, young, gifted, and black. Yes. And gay. Like, and gay. <laughs> like thank you. Lil- I mean, like, look at this. This is kind of amazing. I have the article at the 50th, on Wednesday night at the 53rd CMAs. Um, Lil Nas, yeah, like, won the award, Um, has hit Old Town Road, um, dominated number one the Billboard charts, as we know, the Hot 100 charts, broke records, um, and was named the musical um, event of the year, this, like, whole thing and the song is also a collaboration with veteran country singer Billy Ray Cyrus which i did not realize yes yes i did not know that oh yeah oh of course so like that's cool i mean like i think that's cool also i think it's really cool like i so it's funny like they mentioned billy ray cyrus because i am also not a fan of miley cyrus's recorded music however if you give her a piano and a microphone and none of that other bullshit fluff talent that bitch can sing Talent, yes like i would pay money to see that show mm-hmm. you know what i mean she actually has some soul in her right like so yes yeah, so it's and it's interesting so i think to myself you know maybe there's something good going on good in the cyrus house
1: you yes. know what i mean yeah, like I artists can't art, believe that
0: artists recognize good work and want yes. to work with each other and create quality stuff
1: right you right.
0: know create right. quality work that moves people that moves you know the whole industry along that challenges the perceptions of certain people. I mean, right now the perception of black men, right. You know, definitely, you know, he's taken us out of a box musically at this point, Yes, you know, and in a very extreme way. I mean, obviously we've had, even like Lil Wayne dabbled in rock and roll for a while. I remember that. I was, Jay-Z did Lincoln Park. Jay-Z did Lincoln Park. I really hope some of those things actually did take off more, but they didn't. However, he broke, you know, the image and the talent of black men in the music industry out of, that's standard. Yes. And so here's to you, Lil Nas. Yes. Big up big ups to you, yes. Lil Nas. Cheers. Not to be confused with Nas, the original Nas. <laughs> the original Nas. Who I will always love. Who is not a gay country music singer. Who is not a gay country music singer, but nonetheless a huge talent figure. Yes. Also, this week, I was on Instagram and this ad popped up for this thing called Creatables. And it is a doll. It is the first. Is it It is the first um, all inclusive doll line ever to exist? Oh, yeah! You need to look this up. They're kind of cute. They're kind of adorable. Um, You can like style it any way you want to. Like you can black, white, Asian, Latino, like anything. That's cool. Um, Boy, girl, non gender binary. You know, so actually inclusive, like seriously inclusive. Oh, that's cool. It's yeah, kind of yeah, amazing. That's really amazing. I was like, oh, oh, oh! oh, oh look at that. <laughs> octaves going up, like oh, oh, oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's exciting. You just start going up octaves to the point you can't even speak anymore. Yeah, like that's kind of really fabulous. Kind of, it's really, really, cool. really fabulous. So kids need that. Kids I, do I need, actually that. need that. You do, you do, Chaz. You I love do, my Emily. Chanel
1: boots. I would like one of those
0: dolls. You'll get your Chanel boots. I. So we have this joke, this long-running really joke, when Chaz came to me and said, "I want to be your assistant," and I was like, "Oh, I can't pay you." He was just like, "It's fine. I'm going to be your assistant. So I'm going to start doing things for you, whether you like it or not." And I was like, "Oh, that's not a problem with me. <laughs>
1: that's literally what happened." Uh, yeah,
0: that's literally what happened. I was like, "I will never stop you from working. Just so you know, why would I discourage that? Please, free work. Please, keep going." Um, and. Um, I said, but you know what, Chaz, I do want to pay you at some point in our trajectory. And I said, you know what? When we make five figures, then I'm going to buy you Chanel boots. And we have not done that yet. (laughs) (laughs) And um, if anyone wants to pay us five figures so that Chaz can get Chanel boots, you know, you can always contact me on the Beauty Archio Instagram. I wear a size nine. He wears a size nine. Um, also, the Grace Drones, my performance, Pussy Noir, Instagram. Yes. You can contact me. If you want to pay me five figures for pretty much anything legal mm-hmm. and non-evasive, um, okay. I have to make that statement, you know? Yes. There's a lot of legal things that are evasive, and like I just don't want to deal with that.
1: Those rules don't apply to me. Hit me up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He'll do it for anything. I want thigh-high Chanel boots. He wants thigh-high Chanel boots. I do as well. So apparently, I also want to get these Chanel boots first. Um I'm talking about this like this is a non profit like <laughs> you know like a like help this cat <laughs> this is a hot mess this is but someone will someone will contact us I feel like
1: we will contact you also we will also
0: we will contact you we will I, cold I love call an email. we we will cold call your house if you want us to that's not a problem I think phone books are still around yeah, I think so uh-huh, yeah, why isn't why isn't that not an app yet? I'm pretty sure the phone book is an app. Yes, uh, but I think the phone book is still being printed. Someone's getting it. Mm-hmm. Someone's getting it. <laughs> yeah, I love that you did this very serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like just really thinking I was, about like, it. Like
1: my tax money It <laughs> <But,
0: laughs> was like excuse me. They still printing those shit. I know. It's like this could be better invested into schools and yes. tech and art mm-hmm. programs for children. Chanel boots. <laughs> or Chanel boots for children. <laughs> Chanel boots for kids.
1: Imagine my son walking to school. Oh my god, you're
0: so amazing. You be my sons? Fuck you. Like, Are we having a kid together? Oh, no? <laughs> we Are we having. Are we having a kid off? Is that what we're doing right now? Um, we're going to take a little break after all these laughs. We're going to come back with a very special episode that I'm very yes. excited about because it is Movember, um, which is the season where men partic- um, in particular and Women with exaggerated facial hair, if you want to, Mm -hmm. um, don mustaches and not full beards during this month to bring awareness to men's health issues like cancer, testicular cancer, um, suicide. Um, I know we didn't say we wouldn't mention it, but again, it's part of that as well. Um, Chaz is like, let's not talk about the dark stuff. And I was like, we'll still mention it Um, because that's a thing. And so Movember, you know, men's facial hair. We often we I will say this fashion wise, we completely forget about men a lot. Oh, absolutely. We always talk about women. But men's fashion, we think about men's fashion now being like, oh, there's a lot more now. But there's always been a lot with men's fashion. It's always created just the same amount of, you know, political and social upheaval as women's fashion has. Like, we've talked about Marie Antoinette. We've talked about Coco Chanel, Mm -hmm. you know, but... Even men's fashion has. And today, because it's Movember, we're going to talk a little bit about a little specific part of the history of the beard. So we'll take a little break and we'll be right back. And we're going to talk about the beard. (laughs) Nice. we're back and we're back in the mix BB yaki yo in the mix i need to write a song i need to do a song i need to do a number oh is that one on uh hello oh there we are well, we are on okay are we dropping a single are we dropping an album we might drop an album we can do it we could totally drop an album i'm gonna get some i mean we know enough people to make the music so yeah that's, yeah we should definitely drop an album well everyone you are back this is the Beauty Archeo, your fashion history, fashion history, comedy podcast. Let me enunciate up in this bitch. Um, we are a really fun podcast. I love to do this every Friday with my co-host, Monday. They're not here right now, saving the world as they do right now, so they're doing that. But I have my very special guest, Chaz Sonique, yeah, yeah, yeah. my assistant, Emily. This is my Emily here, Chaz. It's and me. Um, Chaz also runs a um, house, a ball, or yes. a house. Um, I would say like a, not a, a, I'm just going to say Vogue house just for people who are novices so that you understand Mm -hmm. like what context this house is. He doesn't run an actual physical home, um, like, a like a landlady, but one day maybe (laughs) hopefully, hopefully, you know, um, that's his goal is to be a landlady, everyone. Landlady Chaz. Landlady Chaz. (laughs) I see a lot of daishikis in this and a lot of kaftans. Like, you never, wear, you never wear two pieces ever. You're always in one piece of fabric.
1: I'm here for it. Like,
0: I'm here for it. With a martini. With, with a martini. Mm, I feel like a Shiraz. You know, I feel that too. I feel like a, sh- like a glass of Shiraz. Yeah. <laughs> always nice. a Shiraz. Yeah. Nothing too expensive, but nothing cheap what you know like something like maybe like an argentinian shiraz okay i feel you You know something okay. like that okay. like you're international yes
1: i feel that okay here for it
0: <laughs> like your name is Pekembe, but you're still international because you like decided to take back your african heritage
1: Pekimbe. okay i'm feeling Pekimbe. <laughs>
0: should on a whole nother level of fashion. Um, we're back. So we are talking about, as we always do, fashion history. And this is our great episode, our fabulous episode called The Great Mustache Ride. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I named this The Great Mustache Ride. I had to. <laughs> Fuck all you. Yes. <laughs> because this bitch that we're going to talk about took everyone for a good ride for like 60 years. Okay. True. Fact. Check it. It's Europe. 17- 1600s. Like mid sixteen hundreds, right? Things are changing. People are dis- people are discovering how to be more civilized in society. The idea of governments being more civilized, of governmental changes being more civilized, not necessarily always happening through mass violence and war. So, um, one of the great. Empires and royal families, the Bourbon family, um, Louis XIV, creates the court of Versailles. He moves Versailles, he moves the court of France from Paris to Versailles over many reasons, one of which for personal reasons out of fear because like his family had been massively revolted against, so he was terrified of his own aristocrats, of the French people. So he wanted to be in a safe space. Um, by doing so, he transferred the entire court, which is the entire seat of government, If so people understand. Which means, think about it like this, if you're in D.C., you're listening to this show right now, if we took the Capitol and everyone in the Capitol and the White House and, like, all of Arlington and said, y'all need to go to... Clarksville, Maryland, <laughs> like, basically, yeah. like Cabin John, like Maryland, right, right, right. and stay there and live there. And that's going to be cute. And you ain't got no, and you have no choices in the matter. That's basically what he did. Right. Like he built Versailles in like a, a wasteland of just like nothingness that no one ever goes to. And he's like, but this will be beautiful. And it was it was gorgeous it was gorgeous it was a full playground for the aristocracy, but this was the t- this was the whole thing. This was a way for him to keep an eye on his court, for all the court intrigue, for the scandal, for the spies, for the people who are against him and the enemies. This is a way for him to keep his thumb on the like on the crux of everything that 's happening. At the same time, he also realized that there is a way of establishing power without, again, creating mass violence and war with your enemies or with your own aristocracy because those are your like, main supporters. Like, these are your people that are like, enforcing your laws amongst the land. Um, so you have to like, keep them happy to a certain degree or at least like, somewhat tantalized by something. And so he went about going through a social, cultural, and artistic um, platform really building up what French culture is creating, you know, the whole, you know, establishment of the couture industry, you know, really using fashion as a mode of control, creating the whole world of etiquette and the system of etiquette and like how that controls really control. The etiquette is to control the wealthy. Funny enough, it's not for everyone else. It's to control the wealthy so that they don't get crazy. Mm. Um, and that's why he established it. That's why he created it. um, that same model, I can I don't want to. I don't want to say that. Yes, this is what happened, and this is how it went down. But that same model was being used throughout Europe. Like it was seen as something that worked. It was seen as something that, as France grew, um, or the facade of France really expanding, um, and that whole glamour and what that does, that people were utilizing that and going with that. Also, you know, the ideas of enlightenment and the early ideas of enlightenment about, you know. Man looking into themselves and their own intelligence, not necessarily to the church. That really started to take off as well. Louis XIV was very heavily Catholic, but you still had that changeover happening. Mm-hmm. So we're in Russia, right? It's cold. It's dark. These motherfuckers is backwoods. Ooh. You know, you have a royal family. You have great rulers still backwoods, still medieval. Like, these people still have a full peasant system. And when we say peasants, we mean actual, like, raggy clothes, like, nappy and ashy peasants. Like peasants. Like peasants. Like peasants. Like peasants. peasants. <laughs> <laughs> this could have gone on forever. We just to stop doing that. Um, but, like, I mean, full on. They were the serfs. And they lived mostly on the countryside, worked in all, like, the land-owning, like, houses, because the aristocracy were very few, but they owned, like, all the land. And... Peter the Great, and like also the capital of Russia was Moscow at the time. So like all the royal court was in Moscow. Moscow was still a very old medieval city. It was a beautiful city, but it was old and medieval. While the rest of Europe is like expanding and like modernizing hardcore. You know, advancements in architecture, advancements in technology, advancements in the expansion of in the the expansion of knowledge and how that is traveling. You know, right. um, so. They're like, we need to grow. <laughs> we need to do that. We're behind. We're behind. We're behind. Um, when Peter was young, he went on a great tour of Europe in the late 1600s and early 1700s. Um, actually, no, the early 1700s. It was what, 1702? 1702. 1702. He went on a great tour. And he actually went in incognito. Uh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> he went incognito as um, his his alter ego, his drag ego, Um, Sergeant Peter Mikulov. Yes. Yes. Um, As the Grand Embassy consisted of 250 people, including high-ranking ambassadors, he was also able to blend in with the... That really helped out. Yeah, but he was also able to blend in with the Grand Embassy. So basically, this huge diplomatic group went through Europe on a grand tour. And like when people took the grand tour, this often happened with royal like young royalty before they became kings and queens. Right. They would go on the tour to become more cultured, and that was their education on the world, because no one really had actual school. Um, not even Queen Elizabeth II, which after watching the crown realized, realized this past week. But um mm. So he went on this grand tour and he was very blown away by the modernization of Europe at this point and how far back they were in Russia. And he was like, We need to get to this point. Like, this is the only, if we're not here with everyone else, they're going to leave us. Right. You know, this is also mixed in with, you know, a lot of land grab, like Russia wanted to expand their borders. So there's a lot of land grabbing happening. Sweden was really big at the time. Sweden had a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Spain as well, but Sweden had a lot of power. And we often forget about Sweden because they're like, oh, they're really nice and tall and like, you know, like mountain dicks. But no, Sweden... <laughs> <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> he was like, Ikea. Um, like, no, like Sweden... Um, I mean, now with IKEA, they really have conquered the world, but then they're conquering the world in other ways. So this was actually a time where Sweden was diminishing in power and Russia was land grabbing with Sweden Mm. and they took the land that, from my understanding, now if anyone is a Russian historian, please contact me because I am not. So I had to like, and Russian history, by the way, so complicated, so complicated, at some point, you wish that no one made a move. Like you're just like, "Can you just not do something for at least 100 years?" So it's right. like catch the fuck up. They're always doing shit. Um, so from my understanding, Russia took the land that St. Petersburg now sits on from Sweden, that was controlled by Sweden. After that, in 1703, an Italian architect went with another group St. Peter is back at this point in Russia. From the Grand Tour, and he's like all about fucking Europe. He's like everyone has to do European shit. Seventeen oh three. Two things happen. One, he sends his Italian architect, Italian architect, to this like wasteland swamp in the southern part of Russia, mm-hmm. southern western part of Russia, and he's like, I want y'all to build shit here. Like I want there to be a city. I want there to be a cute, sparkling city.
1: I want some bougie.
0: I want something bougie. <laughs> I want it glitz. I want old school term the bling. The bling. The bling. The bling. The bling. <laughs> the bling. I want the bling. I want the bling. He wants the bling with the A. Um, and um, also at the same time, he had a huge party. Um, and I don't know if this is a party to welcome him back, but it was, a, it was a huge party. And he started donning, at this party, he decided to don a whole new style of fashion mm-hmm. for men. At this party, he brought out a barber, sat in a chair. I'm pretty sure some kind of gold gilded something. Bougie. Something bougie. Something fabulous. You know, blank, blank. Relaxed, reclined. They wrapped his face, you know, opened the pores, did a nice little steam. All the guests are like, what the fuck's going on? This is super weird. And then that barber proceeds to shave off his good old heavy, thick Russian beard all that
1: masculinity
0: all of that and people were horrified because many many reasons but this is one a huge statement on so many levels one the Russian beard out of functionality it's cold as shit in Russia cold you need the beard you need the beard. It's cold. And also, this is after the small ice age that happened in the thirteen twelve hundreds. So, already, Europe had, like, dropped in temperature already. So, this is still in that period. So, it's colder than hundreds of years before. So, it's cold. It's cold right. as shit in Russia. Um, so, it's cold. Number one. Two the male aristocracy were, I mean, like, Russia is a very patriarchal, you know, system as we still know, and so the male aristocracy, the male royal court, the male side of the royal court, they really held sway over everything and so for them to take off their beards was literally saying, I'm laying down basically my sword for a European power, a foreign power that's not them, that's not Russian. Right. Um, It was also seen as kind of sissy yeah you know for the Russian men, Russian men were known to be burly and big and manly, and like the epitome of masculinity, especially at this point where a lot of men were more along the lines of the French fop style right and a lot more dainty and delicate and so this was seen as you know a removal of their masculinity, which is a r- removal of their power, which is basically like you know um, a castration right of male of the male society you yeah. know and the male voice in Russian society. What were you about to say? You're smiling well, at me. Well, I was going
1: to say, because gonna, we're going to get there, but he he did all of that, and then more, so...
0: Well, go there. Let's, well, let's yeah. say it. So like, then don't, he, yeah, don't he taxed
1: that. them. So he's like, we're going to emasculate you, but then
0: also we're going to create a beard tax. So yes, so he creates the beard tax. Now, um, after like getting this whole thing of like getting shaved at the party and everything like that, and everyone being all horrified, he started to encourage people. Before he created this tax, he encouraged people to shave their beards this whole entire time the plans for the city of st petersburg are being laid and the groundwork for st petersburg is being laid st petersburg by the way if you ever go there it's beautiful There are canals villa style homes that shit is not any way shape or form natural to the land that canal is not even natural to the land they put that canal in there thousands upon thousands of people died to build St Petersburg so already St Petersburg was something that they did other people did not want right it was very expensive as well Because he is rushing the building of this city He's like I want this city done before I fucking die And I want to enjoy it
1: City of bones and blood
0: City said. of bones and motherfucking blood But also <laughs> of gold and silver And pastel buildings that look like little macaroons Yes You know And so Very French inspired Very French inspired Very French
1: inspired
0: French in Italian French and Italian inspired uh, <laughs> I don't know where that voice came from <laughs> So please stop me if I ever do that again let's just not give the people this, um, so uh, at the same, like all this happening at the same time, people, like this is a lot happening right right you know this is like you know um, God when we had the second Bush when he defunded every school program in d c uh, in America in America, that's shade um, by st- i like I like second Bush, he's better than Trump, um, you know, he paints, he does pastels, he's yeah. quite lovely now, mm-hmm. he does oils. Um, pretty sure CBD. Um, most likely, most likely, mostly most CBD.
1: Likely CBD. Um, along with Peter,
0: no, yeah, right along with fucking Peter. I'm pretty sure Peter the Great was doing CBD as well. All of them were doing drugs at uh, some point. Oh my he god, he went on a grand tour. He, he, was tour. Was doing drugs. he was doing drugs. He was doing drugs. He was doing drugs. He was hitting drugs. that lotus flower in the Italy girl. Yes, he was hitting that. He was hitting that good old Venice green light one yeah. two.
1: <laughs> so picking up from there, also, what's cool is the fact that. So they started the tax in 1705. Uh-huh. And then after that...
0: Well, I don't want to call it a tax. Or the tax. He started the, the tax. The That's tax. Like, I say the beer, tax. Oh, yeah.
1: uh, no. The, specifically, the beer tax. Yeah. And that tax rang... When it first started out in 1705, it was on, like, a sliding scale. So the peasants still got taxed, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like rubles, or they call whatever, like... Rubles, those, yeah. Rubles, chum change, basically, to the wealthy, but to the peasant. Yeah. They money. But then people who were wealthier would have be charged like it was like a hundred rubles or something yeah, like that. so like
0: peasants were charged thirty rubles You're right merchants and non-clergy and non-court were charged a hundred rubles yes. yeah hundred court members of court that kept their beards were charged sixty rubles also Muscovites, which were original Moscow residences i 'm thinking Moscow, land owning Moscow residences who are not necessarily aristocracy or court and they weren 't peasant, they were actually charged sixty rubles as well, yes, unlike non moscovites who were non who were land owning non court non peasant non royal they were charged one hundred rubles right and i and I imagine this because of him moving the the capital from Moscow to St. Petersburg, there's a lot of tension and revolt. Great point. You know, like, that is, like, that already you causing motherfucking problems. And thank God people like your ass, but you're really causing a lot of problems. You're really causing a scene here. And so I can only imagine the best way, because you still want the money. Yes. You still want the money. He also is, and we were talking about this at brunch, he also has, uh, like, full autonomy.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, that's the one thing that the Russian... The Russian um, throne kept all the way up into the Romanovs was full fucking autonomy. Like, you are the king, you are the czar, what you say goes, no matter what. I don't care what the advisors say, I don't care what anyone says, what I say goes. Like, you don't even need advisors technically, but you need, you have them because you're a human. Right. You know, but. I need people to carry out my tasks. Yeah, exactly. But for other than that, so like, I can only imagine, like, for him to even appease. Them. He's like, I'm going to make you guys pay a little bit of a discount, though. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Well, and it's, it's interesting because so while St. Pete was getting built, it uh-huh. uh, started out in
0: 1705. Yeah. Uh, that's St. Petersburg, people.
1: St. Petersburg. Uh, in 1714, that's kind of when it was kind of completed. Up until that time, uh, they were actually exempt from that tax. Yes. And so then when they put that, they started that tax in 1714. Uh, they actually did something a little different to the people who lived in St. Pete. If you didn't actually, uh, if you chose to wear the beard, you had to also dress a certain way. Way, exactly. Yeah. So it was like, we're branding you, kind of like with Scarlet Letter, being like, you gotta look like this. If you're gonna look like this, we, we want you to look like this.
0: So, yeah, so this is a big, huge fashion point. Again, Fashion makes a difference in society and politically. People always, please remember that because that's the point of this show. So the old Russian costume was more is almost very Byzantine looking. So you had the longer tunic robe that was very heavy in wools or velvets mm-hmm. if you were very wealthy. Heavily embroidered, um, beautiful gold and silver threads, things like that, or just like beautiful embroidery in like a colorful thread. Right. Um, but very dark, very heavy, a lot of weight on the body. Yes. Um, the European, st- that's the Russian style. It's the old Russian style the European style brought in what we see as like Marie Antoinette wearing and like the, you know, but before, but like, you know, the low cut decolletage dress, Mm. the robe a la Francaise basically wears Mm -hmm. the, the dress with all the frills and the ruffles and the three quarter length sleeve and the panniers, side hip hoops, you know, that go out and, you know, lightweight silks and pastels, again, pastels and lightweight fabrics. And, you have that other side. So you literally have people dressing on two, in literally two very extreme ways. Yes. On the street. Yes. And for those men that you're talking about, that if they decide, if you are now a resident of St. Petersburg, and you decide to keep the beard, you get taxed, but you also have to, what is it called? The Rospolniks. The Roshelnics? The Roshelnics. The yes. You get taxed. You also get put into a specific category um, where... You know, from the, it looks like you're, it's a form of discrimination that this person is a person of the old ways and they refuse to right. modernize, which means they also, their ideas are probably also not necessarily even relevant at this point. No, they're not. So that takes away your voice in society. You know, as a very bold, strong Russian man, being said that your traditions are no longer relevant, therefore you don't have a voice anymore even more so, you need to now wear and stay on your by with the scarlet letter, you well, know. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Oh, even over a beard.
1: Over a beard. Over a beard. Right.
0: You know what I mean? But again, that beard is a it's an identity. Yes. It's a whole identity. And so um, so yeah, I back to your point, though, which you were saying. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no.
1: It's totally fine. So they expanded the law into St. Pete. Uh, and then what's interesting after that they spent a lot, of, raised the price, they took away the like sliding scale. So, and then suddenly, well, not too suddenly, uh, Peter the I dies. Uh huh. So then, uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so then Catherine the I comes in and she's like, oh, I really like what you're doing. So we're going to make it even, we're going to ex- extend it to all of the provinces. Well,
0: she, Catherine the I didn't come in. She, du- she deposed her husband and usurped him <laughs> and put his crazy ass away and then had his ass allegedly had his ass killed by one of her lovers. That's what she really did do because she ain't stupid. She was like, you know what? This is time to grab some power up in this bitch. Let's grab it um, because women are what? Sickening. sickening. Um, and she was like, I'm not letting that shit go because this pussy is what? Tight. Tight. So, snatch. Um, it is snatch. So, and I say that because Catherine the Great was known for her sexual prowess, not to be offensive about women's body parts. Um, but, um, she, yeah, she did, she did do that. Mm-hmm. She took away this beard tax Why? Because, again, this is a political matter. This is a social and cultural matter. Catherine the Great was a foreign queen that married onto the Russian throne. Her Mm. whole thing about her deposing her husband, usurping his throne, and removing him from his throne as a female is a huge, huge big deal. And a huge no-no, almost, because, you know, the Russian people were not going to be ruled by a woman. Right. They were not going to be ruled. And I don't think they ever were ruled by a woman after that. She was the only queen.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. Well, the thing is also, I feel like that's why she put these laws, pushed them into place. The-
0: because she wanted to. Because she also, she's a very smart woman, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great thing about a lot of women at this time is that. Even though they were pushed out of a lot of the talking and the rhetoric and the ideas that were happening, they're still there and they're very smart and they're collecting and they're understanding and they're observing where they're out of it so they can see the whole picture. And I think that she was a woman like that, very much so, that could see the whole picture. And she was just like, you know what? I'm not going to deal, I'm not going to sit there and force something that really does not work for anyone. And does not actually probably make us a lot of money. Because I would imagine so. This beer tax is really not making people a lot of money. It's not making the no. crowd a lot of money. Well,
1: it was also very hard to enforce. It's and very
0: hard to enforce. To make people pay.
1: Yeah. They tried making it more rigid. And with that became revolt. People started leaving. Yeah. So that, that class of rostliniks that they had, that whole group
0: fled. Exactly. And fled to the countryside, I would imagine so. Yes. Fled to the countryside. You know, things like that where the beer tax is not going to be enforced at all. It the, makes almost no sense. The only
1: people they really couldn't enforce the tax on were the peasants who were able to uh, bring in their own food uh-huh. and things like that. So they they were like, okay, well you're supplying yourself, whatever.
0: Yeah, you're not trying to live off us, of, so right. you, you got yours, like you're still, whatever.
1: You still tax them. We still get your money though. We like, still
0: getting your money somehow because you want work for us, right, right? But um, but yeah, like so, she was about peace yes. in Russia. She was about creating a a unified Russia that stood on the same stage and stood battle with the rest of the European powers, mm-hmm. which I completely and utterly agree with. And so she definitely, in her career and in her tenure or in her reign, um, appealed to both parties, the new upper class, modern class, mm-hmm. as well as the Russianics and the old guard right. of Russia by you know, promoting both Russian, old Russian tr- traditional culture. I mean, for her to like also bring in, you know, old guard Russian people into government and say we want to hear your voice.
1: Revolutionary.
0: You know, revolutionary. Like people were just like, what is she doing? Like this is who crazy. Is <laughs> who just, is she? Who is she? Who is she? Who is she? Who is she? <laughs> yeah. It's me.
1: It's me. It's me, Catherine, you guys. Um, well so inter- going on to that. So now let's fast forward a little bit. Now we're in 1762, right? Yes. So then we have Peter the Cicely, Third, 1952. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have Peter the Third. Um and he's intending to strengthen all of this beer tax, right? I guess maybe I, I don't see why they're pushing it, but you know, they want to drain all the money they can. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're maybe getting out the people that they want. They're also pushing this western uh culture and society of uh clean-shaven people changing the way that they look, not this whole burly man. So that's happening. Yes. And then next thing you know, Peter dies. He's dead. (laughs) He he don't don't dead.
0: Like, he he don't like, what? I love what you say. And the next thing you know, Peter dies. Dies. (laughs) He's just (laughs) gone.
1: And so then his wife comes in, his widow, Catherine the second. And she's like, oh, thank God you dead. Fuck all this beard shit. And she just (laughs) literally just like, it's just like, no, it's all those decrees. She starts, um, Lifts all the taxes. Yes. Uh, And then the Roshniks who actually fled, she invites them to come back. back. Yes. And then she gives them land. Yes. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the whole story of the tax. But I feel like when she did that, it was really, it helped really bring a lot of people together because there was still revolt and people didn't want this forced onto them
0: well she pulled a Julius Caesar that's the that's the thing that I find really interesting yes you know what I mean like she pulled a Julius Caesar yeah like where she you know when he conquered Gaul he did not just he didn't say just wipe out all of Gaul and let's restart and rebuild with just Roman people he said let's bring in these Gaulish leaders who know how to run a society but we're gonna take control but we're gonna put we're gonna give them seats within the government right You know, I mean, I think that's but as we saw, that did not go so well and they killed him. Um, (laughs) Thank God they did not kill her. Um, But I think that's another thing is in terms of just how she knew how to play the game of Russian politics is that, you know, she's like, I'm going to get this old guard to support me because they're more honestly. And I think they're more of them of the traditional Russians at this time than there are the modernized Russians. The modernized Russians were mostly just the wealthy.
1: Well, it was really just that clan of people who really probably traveled, with yeah, Peter. yeah, and then, who were international they're, yeah, European and then that's the generations from there. So like, my, this is only sixty years later. So
0: exactly, exactly, and also too, like, I think about the jewel that became Saint Petersburg, and like yes. how big of a deal like Saint Petersburg was to like to go to Saint Petersburg at that time, and like think of yourself as like. You know, you're Mikhail Roshnovich or something. I don't fucking know what your name is. And you're like, you're, you know, you're from Moscow. Your dad owned like some like, I don't know, leather tanning like block. And like you had money, but you have to make your own way. Right. And you have a little investment of money to like go out and like buy your own home and like create some work for yourself. Russian middle class. You know, Russian upper middle class. Upper middle class. You know, like he grew up in Bowie. you know (laughs) and you know mikhail is like you know what fuck this shit you know moscow's cute and all but i heard st petersburg is where all the girls are or guys and like i want to see what life is like there st pete is a kiki st pete is a kiki and oh my god what if that was the ad like (laughs) back in the 1740s Come kiki at St. Pete's. Come kiki at St. Pete's. Oh, that would be so hilarious. Leave your beard at home. <laughs> oh, my. Leave your beard at home. Because <laughs> I'm seeing this like flashing sign in my head like, welcome to St. Pete's. Like, come kiki at St. Pete's. Like, 1705, they have like a snap, flashing neon Las Vegas sign. I'm okay. First of all, I'm sorry, but we need to sell those t shirts new merch it's happening new merch alert. that's happening New merch alert come kiki in saint pete's you know, on the back it says leave your beard at home like that is the biggest nerdiest <laughs> t-shirt moment of a lifetime and we'll definitely get you laid by the right people so just saying you know this shirt may or may not happen it may or may not be seen online we may or may not sell it but when it, boutique, no. but we may or may not sell it on Sonic boutique but if we do Buy it. <laughs> Buy it. Support the arts. Support the arts. And by arts, I mean black people, specifically me. <laughs> specifically us. <laughs> We're Blue both arts. black. Yes. Thank you. I know I don't always sound it, but I am. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So, you know, Mikhail's like, he's going to kiki in St. Pete's. Yes. And he is rolling up in there and like his old, big, you know, like heavy fabric. Yes like tunic coat and like big pants and heavy boots and full beard just so masculine so masculine so smelly and he gets there and they're like girl you need to like we don't know if we can sell you things because you look like you can stuff things in your beard so you're gonna have to shave all that down you know and like he's he's like no though He's like, no, I can't. Like, why would I do that? Like, I'm, I'm Russian. This is Russia. Like, why can't we just be? And they're like, no, like, this is St. Petersburg, though. Like, this is not right. Moscow, boo-boo. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you need to get this together. This isn't Brooklyn. This is Manhattan. Like, <laughs> you need to get it together. So now Mikhail has to go shave and spend all this money. Right. And get new clothes. But,
1: but he's also like, you no, know, so they're like, oh, well, we're actually going to tax you a lot of money and then make you dress a certain way. If you don't shave. If you don't shave.
0: Yeah. No, because he could also shave and then not get taxed. True. You know, there always is that option, that opt-out. But see, that's the problem, is that it made you have to shave. Right. That, like, that's, the fact that that was a decision that you had to, like, decide. Like, yeah. Also, really interesting point. So when I, I went to Israel a couple years ago mm-hmm. with the Wider Bridge, a really fabulous LGBTQI um, organization, and I have not worked with them in a long time as of right now, but I'm going to hopefully go back to working with them next year because I love them. And um, we were talking about the conservative Jewish, um, Orthodox Jewish costume of, mm-hmm. like, you know, that beautiful big hat and the fur yes. and, like, the heavy fabric. Beyonce and formation. Like, yeah, full Beyonce formation. <laughs> Shut up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, where, like, where was, I was just talking about, like, where these clothes come from, like, what's the history behind it? And our tour guy was saying that historically, a lot of the inspiration comes from the Russian Orthodox Jewish community mm. in russia in the medieval period up until the 1700s oh interesting yes so if we ever want to get a sense of how they dressed then look at orthodox and ultra orthodox like religious costuming like the more right, like right. the stuff that they wear for like the special occasion yeah. that's more like what people were wearing back then not like every day but like the nice stuff
1: so, Peter was like, y'all really behind. Like, like y'all really, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah like, y'all really behind. Like,
0: we're really behind. Like, we're doing small, we're doing no hats, we're doing only wigs, like, right. really tight coats, like, yeah. I want slim everything. It's
1: like, hey, I learned in the Western in the Hemisphere, they have tailors. They you have get, tailors? They have tailors? They have
0: skinny pants, you guys. Skinny pants? They can yeah. show off your junk, like, even better. And the rest are just like, but I need room for all of this. So I'm, just, I'm just guessing that's what they said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder if they turned all the uh, wig hair into, like, a... Like, like a, the beard, it's like a wig. Oh my god!
0: Because it'd be so. I would honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because they were not in the people did not waste things back then.
1: There were some recycling. They were some hoes.
0: recycling assholes. <laughs> yeah. So we can learn the thing. Or like two. right, I feel like they probably did. Imagine a lace front with mm. yeah, or yes. like a beard merkin, like beard. <laughs> like if they need it for like you know like a costume, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, or just you know for like at home, like on the in the anniversary, you want to whip out something special. Let me put my market on. Let me put my working on. Let me, put my on. <laughs> Let me put my beard on. I grew up myself. You know? <laughs> Remember when you used to when you first met me? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> this oh was my on god. My face.
0: Okay. Well, we had a great time. This is excellent. This is excellent. I hope people learn things after we just laughed our way through most of that. Yes. Um, we that taught there, y'all some shit. We taught you guys some shit. There was a beard notes. tax. We don't have any more, clearly, because men are growing out beards everywhere. This is November, so just keep in mind for you gentlemen and women who are shaving, I'm saying women too, because you never know, Uh, and non-binary people who are shaving and wearing a mustache um, that you're doing in solidarity to men's health issues. It's something that we do often, I think, don't talk about, honestly. Very overlooked. We You know, we give men a lot of cred, and there is a whole thing about male privilege, but the things that do matter when it comes to men's issues, we never, ever talk about, like our mental health and our actual physical health. So in this month, let's please remember that. Like, look out for your male-identifying friends and family members and lovers and check up on them, you know? Ask them how they're doing mentally. Ask Ask them how they're doing mentally, emotionally, and even physically. How's your emotional closet? How? Yeah. Thank you. How is your emotional closet? I like that. We're gonna use that for the rest of, of the month. Yes, please. Thank you so much, Chaz, yes. for that. Don't ever come up with another statement unless I coin it. Thank you, please. Well, I I'm th- I'm the famous one. Thank you. You're the assistant, Emily. Say so you no. Know. <laughs> you
1: have a famous assistant. <laughs> it could be
0: worse. I know. <laughs> like Kim Kardashian. Say so you no. Know. Right. Oh my God. He be the next Kim K.
1: Mm, well, you know. So check out my OnlyFans. Not <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's go. (laughs) We're going to leave and go get coffee and enjoy the rest of the day. It's a beautiful day outside. This is the Beauty Archeo, your fashion history comedy podcast. I'm your host, Professor Noir, with my special guest, Chas Sonique. Chas Sonique. Thank you so much for coming, and have a wonderful day, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye.